So, so I have a question for you as, you know, the resident, you're old, right? Uh, ish. Sure. <laughs> I don't even know what I was going to ask you. I forgot. I guess I'm getting old too. <laughs> yeah. Now who's old? Nah, <laughs> at least I remember things. Did you know that the last slave ship that came to America was called the Clotilda? And it came in in 1860 illegally and brought 110 Africans to the South. The last known survivor from that ship that came from Africa as a slave ship died in 1940. Wow. Wow. How crazy is that? Yeah. Um, Have you guys been to uh, the African American History Museum yet? Yep. I've, yeah. I've been a couple times, yeah. Yeah. It's it's beautifully done, but man, I, I can't imagine the feelings that must well up oh, uh, yeah. if you're, as if you're an African American sure. walking. First of all, validation, yes. Yeah. But... And and the fact that that many, if not most, of the artifacts, from what I understand, most of the artifacts in the museum are from they were donated from families. Yeah, because they didn't exist really other places. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. people didn't so. uh, museums didn't have them. So I'm just moving my mic stand here. I bought a new mic stand. Uh, like a boom mic stand, or just one of the uh, ones that sits on the desk? A boom mic stand that sits on the floor because um, Heather sits on the. Um, couch when she podcasts mm. so it can't be one that's connected to the desk and it can't be one that stands on the, i have one that stands on the desk too but i wanted a better one that had a little you know set on the floor on and the f- boomed so is it like you would use it a concert setting yeah like thing? a little tripod yeah, okay. boom thing that comes up yeah. that also has like a little horizontal one gotcha. um, anyway i bought one from uh samson that was apparently the one to get if you don't want to spend a ton of money that you want something good hmm and you like it? Uh, first time using it. First time buyer. Mm. Um, first. So, <laughs> long time podcaster. First time buyer. First time mic stand user. Um, right. I will let you know, but I'm just trying to get it in the right place here. Um, yes. No. You're you're entirely right uh, about the African American Museum. Uh, it's it's very good. It's fascinating to me, uh, especially the, the you know the. The buses and train cars and 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 signs and all of all of that Jim Crow crap. Yeah, just there brutal, was just still brutal. at the time that I left L.A. So this was eight years ago. There was still at the Los Angeles Theater, which is downtown. It's on Broadway. Uh, around the side was still the sign for like colored entrance here. Really. Yeah, because well, it was it, it was an entrance into the balcony, right? But they did they keep that for historical reasons now? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Wow, I, I think that was Charlie Chaplin's theater. Isn't that who owned that theater? Wow, I can't remember now. But yeah, so it's it's still it's not a that far problem. back. No, no, it's no. And uh, for some, uh, as we are constantly reminded, it's still on the tip of their tongues. Sure. Ugh, terrible. Yeah. Um, so what's going on? What happened the last week? Anything exciting? No. Uh-uh. Thanks for <laughs> listening. We'll catch you next time. Uh, no, I went, I went to the fair. Adrian and I went to the Montgomery County Fair. Did you uh, eat a, f- a fried Oreo? Did you? Uh, no, 
No, we did have fried dough. Because okay. Adrian loves fried dough, and I had never had fried dough. What? Where, where did uh, you grow up? You didn't have fried dough in California? I mean, it's basically a, a flat donut, right? Yeah, it's I, delicious. I, yeah, it's delicious. So a little cinnamon sugar, fine, great. Uh, but we, we we each took a camera and wandered around, and, and it was just, man, it was, I love fairs. So it was nice. Do, do you really think nice. that fairs are feeling different now than they used to? Or do you think that fairs are, are a little time capsule of what they always were? Uh, I think it depends on the fair. I mean, this this was the Montgomery County Fair, and and I can I can speak to this maybe in a couple of weeks because we're going to the Maryland State Fair in a couple of weeks. You guys are real fair goers. I know, right? Uh, well, I used to go every year. I wrote about it in the latest thing, the latest iteration. I used to go to the LA County Fair every year because they would give us free tickets when I was elementary school aged. And the LA County Fair is massive. I mean, it's like 500 acres or something. It's huge. Okay. Um, still happens. And still happens. Yeah. They, in fact, they moved it. They moved it. It used to be every September, but they moved it to May because September's have gotten so hot in Southern California that attendance dropped. So they, they moved it to May. Where do they do it? Where do they have that kind of space? Uh, Pomona Valley Fairground. Uh, the Pomona Fairgrounds is what it's called. The Fair, okay. Fairplex. Fairplex. Uh, and it's right next to the Pomona Raceway. It's this massive complex. Um, but it's an agricultural, it started out as an agricultural fair as well. And I, th- I think maybe if that's the, the starting point, it might be a little different. I, what I would love to do, and this is a, a, a photo project that I, I've kind of been thinking about for several years now, and I'm, it's too late in the season to do it now, but I would love to travel around to little regional county fairs and interview people and talk to them about what it's like, you know, being, you know, a, and, a non carny fairy person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the 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 you know the annual ones that come back year after year. Sure. Um, I think that could be really interesting. And so, so, anyways, to, to answer to your question, uh, some of it felt really similar. The, the, all of the animal stuff felt really similar because the Montgomery County Fair is an, an agricultural fair as well. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's nice to see people enjoying themselves because I I think. If you spend a lot of time online and and you know in the echo chambers of social media, sure, you 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 form an opinion or you you see evidence of what people can be like. But then you go to this thing, and I don't know if they're Democrats or Republicans or Libertarians or Independents. Everybody's petting a pig. Doesn't matter, <laughs> you know. Doesn't matter. Everybody's like, oh, look how cute that goat is. Look at that. That's cute. Right. Yeah. And it just there's a restoration that can happen in a place like that because nobody's talking about all kinds of craziness. They're just there to eat food and pet animals and go on rides that were put together with a crescent wrench. (laughs) Which is really great idea. (laughs) Um. So, you know, I think they're interesting microcosms of of how people can be. When you remove all of the stuff that we seem to find worthy of fighting over. Sure. I, yeah. You know, that, that kind of puts me off on, a, on another slight tangent topic, which mm-hmm. is summer. We're, we're in August now. A lot of people are going away for a week or two. They're getting out of the city if they're city people. They're sitting around drinking mint juleps and 
you know, making <laughs> s'mores or whatever people do when they, you know. Mint juleps and s'mores. <laughs> oh. Darling, that, I think we're out of marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> there's this there's this idea of it all, this restorative concept, mm-hmm. you know, that, you, that, yeah, that sure. the late summer you go away, you, you sit on your butt for two weeks or three days or whatever you can afford time-wise, right? Mm-hmm. And somehow you come back and you're refreshed. Have you had that experience before? And does, does that work for you? When you used to go to Havasu when you were a kid, did that feel like you were away and you came back and when you got back to where you were living, it was, you were, you were a new person? Uh, in some ways, I mean, because we moved around a lot, the, the, the friends that I had there were the constant friends. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know, when I would go back to the school year, I was uh, until June, well, junior high, we lived in the same place, but let's say up until junior high, I was always the new kid. So, you know, I was always making friends again from the beginning. So I liked school a lot, but I didn't look forward to starting over. In, in socially, socially. Yeah, exactly. Whereas going away for the, for the summer, I saw those people year after year. And the, the irony is that most of them only lived 10 or 15 minutes away from where we lived back home, you know, so oh, I, I never see, saw yeah. them during the school year. I only ever saw them during the summer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was definitely that I would look forward to the summer, not just to get out of school, but because I could see those friends again. Right, right, right. Which, which, but yeah, you had that, you had that thing. Did you ever feel if I was going away for a long time during the summer, I had a friend in, in, when I was growing up whose family went away for the whole summer, they they would go up to a lake house they had up in New Hampshire and they'd be gone for six or seven weeks to me. And this kind of reads to today too. I feel like I'm missing something if I'm away that long, hmm. you know, that missing that, something in the city. Yeah. 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 Or, or, or yeah. if I was a kid, it's like, I can't go away for seven weeks. All my friends are going to become better friends and do all these fun things and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to be up somewhere. <laughs> they're they're going to forget about me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and still it's t- today. It still feels the same way. I've been, I've been spending, uh, a fairish amount of time up at my mother's house in Stonington, uh, which is a absolutely beautiful place. And there's, you know, a little dock onto the cove and I yeah. think cove swimming. Cove how, how swimming. Long, how long has that been in her house? Cove. Um, <laughs> is that, that's not the house you grew up in. No, 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 no. This is, this is the house that she bought with her now divorced second husband. Um, but you, you had a, you had a common house for most of your childhood, right? Yeah. I lived in the only house that I ever remembered for my entire childhood up until, my father passed away in 2005. I think my mother sold it in 2010. So, um, yeah, so somewhere around See, there. Yeah. I, I always envied people like you who had that stability. I always envied, you know, my childhood home. Like that that phrase, yeah. it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I can understand both sides of this. Yeah, I was actually mm-hmm. thinking about it um, because the people who bought our the, my quote-unquote childhood home there was this beautiful line of 250 year old maple trees along the front of the property on the road, on the street Wow! that made the whole property wow. and the people who bought it, cut them all down. Oh my gosh. Really? Yeah. So the, oh. it's almost as I don't want to ever see my childhood home, 
do you have uh, any old uh, photos of it at the ready? Yeah, can, I mean, uh, not in? in my hand, but I will. Yeah, I'll send you one. Yeah, send uh, me one. I'd love to see it. Um, and your mom's current home sounds idyllic. It sounds beautiful. Well, I mean, it's you know, it's it's a small house, but it's in a very pretty town full of you know people who have enough money to live in a town like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's near, right, it's a couple, like a mile down the road from downtown Mystic, which is, you know, Mystic Pizza and all that stuff where there's like a little bridge and tchotchkes and people go to restaurants and overpay for, you know, a lobster sandwiches and whatever. Um, it's beautiful. It's absolutely idyllic. And I've been spending more time up there, but I have just... Oh, be- wow. I'm looking at it right now. It is gorgeous. Look up, guys, gals, whoever's listening, uh, look it up. Stonington, Connecticut. Just, just do a... Google's image search for it and prepare to be wowed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this is beautiful. It is. I mean, I can't, I'm not, uh, I sound like I'm complaining. I'm not complaining. It's, it's really beautiful. Um, it's not where I would ever choose to live full time, but it is absolutely delightful. You know, I think I sent you a picture of my sister on the dock last week, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so, so I've been, I've been going up there. Uh, my sister was up there with her family. I went up for a few days and then, uh, uh, my mother's friend Grant, who's my friend, uh, wanted to go up there, so I went up with him for a couple of days. And yeah, there is part of me that just feels like I can't relax in places like that because I feel like I'm supposed to be somewhere else doing something else. Mm. I can't let go. Yeah, I feel like uh, 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 you know uh, Simon Pegg and Hot Fuzz. <laughs> can't switch it <laughs> off. <Can't. laughs> I'll show you how. <laughs> do you think that if you had, uh, if, if you weren't a, a solo sort of freelancer, do you think if you had like a, a nine to five? Yeah. Where I knew like, oh, these are my two weeks of vacation and I can, yeah. would you be able to turn it off then? Janet's is it, taking care of the work I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you're always effectively on call or, or am I missing a job that, you know, th- yeah. that I can't do because I'm up here visiting my mom y- or whatever. Yes. That's part of it. And of course that's the life that I've decided to have right so i can't i'm not blaming anyone else yes that's part of it yes always worried about somebody calling you but of course you know i could always get on a train and come down if it was something that worthwhile to go all the way down there right Mm -hmm. but do you do you ever bring the gear with you and look for portrait opportunities while you're there or when you're there do you have to it's either one or the other you have to shut off i've kind of stopped it's not that pictures my camera keeps me I, I do bring my camera sometimes, but I find that I rarely actually pull it out and use it because mm. um, we're busy doing other things, you know, and right. finding new people to photograph because I photographed a lot of the people around there during my daily ones uh, over those years because when I go mm. to visit her, I'd have to shoot people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it is it is a place where. It feels out of time somehow. It feels like. The trains are moving down the track, and that's normally my life. I'm on the train, and I'm going down the track, whatever that means. I, I don't know what that means, but just go with me. There's there's motion. There's momentum. Yes. Somewhere. Yeah. Okay. And when I'm up there, it feels like I stepped off the train, and the train kept going. And even though there's another train coming later that I can get on and keep going, I've missed that two days down the line. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. And, and, and At least it's not Willoughby. What's Willoughby? Is that a place from Twilight Zone? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and 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 that's that's the thing is, is that I think that that going and feeling like you're off the train is entirely the point for most people. Absolutely, right? I've never been able to do that. 
but okay. But when you go, like when you went to, um, uh, where's the last trip you went to? Didn't you go to London? We went to Amsterdam. Amsterdam. That's right. Yeah. When you went there, did you feel the same way or, or is that, is that somehow different because it's that's part another of, country? Yeah. That, that feels because the kinds of trips that I take, I never take trips where I'm just sitting around. I have no interest in going to the Caribbean and sitting on a beach. Yeah. Your vacations sound exhausting. Yeah. My vacations are not vacations. They're, they're trips to see things. Right. You know, yeah, they're not, they're not relaxing because I feel like I relax all the time. I feel guilty <laughs> relaxing when I'm not relaxing because, you know. Why should I pay to relax? I, I Well, I mean, to, I to a certain extent, it's just like you and I, look, you and I are on this thing for an hour and a half or whatever it is right. each week lately, right? Yeah. Like, this is not something I need to get paid for. I feel guilty that you and I Although, spend you hours. Know, if somebody wanted to send in a boatload of money, we wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> really. Just back it up right here. Yeah, just. <laughs> But, 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 you know, you see what I'm saying though, that, uh, that, yeah. that I, I feel like I'm already have it so good when I go somewhere where I'm not supposed to do anything, it makes me feel icky. So is it the familiarity of, of Stonington? Is it because it's, it's, it's not, it's not a getaway. It's just mom's house. Is there part of that? No, 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 no. Cause I mean, if, if, if we rented a house on Martha's Vineyard or something, it, it feels the same way to me. And ever since I was a kid, I've always been like this. Hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's a problem or a solution. You know, like, I don't know if it's just a, you know what? You're just not the kind of person that does that. And it's like, okay, well, I'm not but the kind I, of person I wonder, that does that. I wonder if... I definitely don't feel restored, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, and, and that's that's kind of what I'm getting to. I wonder if by not by not allowing yourself to kind of unplug from what you think about when you're here while you're away... Are you, are you effectively restricting what you can come back to because you're just going to come back to the same thing because you haven't really let it go? Right. You know what I mean, yeah. The, the, to some extent, if I went there and I let it go, there might be some change that would give me new perspective when I got back. Yes. Yes. But I, I feel guilt in letting mm. go. Like, I feel like it's, uh, it's, 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 it's like, I'm not being vigilant. Like my life is standing on some sort of wall, you know, <laughs> Bill. Yeah. We need you on that wall. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and like, if, if I'm just like, well, I'm just going to just not do anything. It's like, well, like I already feel like I'm, <sighs> I already feel like I'm not doing anything. So if I'm so if I'm really not even supposed to be doing anything, then I feel like I'm just spinning out of control. Right. Um, but maybe in the in in really not doing anything, you're letting new ideas in. You're letting new potential projects in. You're letting new yes, you know maybe. But I've never but perspectives I've, in that that all sounds great. But I've never ever been able to do it. So I don't even know what that feels like. Hmm. The, the, the new ideas have never come to me from a nothingness they've come to me through bombarding through active hands, not through idle hands, mm. you know? Um, anyway, it's just, it's interesting because last week I, I went and photographed uh, a friend of mine who I've photographed a bunch of times and uh, he needed some pictures. And so we got together and he had an idea to, 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 to knock off this old avant-garde photograph from the seventies. And so we did that. And we also took some other ones 
And he was telling me about what he's doing. And he's, he's like going to the Middle East and he's going to spend a year there working at this university. And like, you know, he's like involved in all these like media labs and all this kind of stuff. And it was very inspiring. You know, I was, I was talking to somebody. I'm just like, yes, that's the kind of person I want to be. Um, and for the first time in a long time, I'm kind of a little ramped up in a good way. And maybe that's part of it is that I got ramped up and then I got sucked away to a place where time stands still, you know? Mm. And then it's like, well, no, I don't want to be here. I want to be over there doing the thing. Um, Do you know uh, Dan Milner? Dan Milner, like personally? Do you know of him? Do you know who he is? He's a writer of some kind? A photographer, writer. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, I don't think I know him. Raconteur. Uh, if, if oh, is he an adventure guy or what kind of stuff does he do? Uh, Dan, well, his, his, his day job is he works for Blurb. He's like the platform evangelist for Blurb. Okay. But he travels and does workshops and he's always making books. And, and he's one of these people who has just boundless energy that is matched by his curiosity. And he's always, always, always doing something. He's already got things, you know, booked up until like the end of next year. Yeah, uh, that he's that he's going to do. And I always I always find something in in his videos or or um, his his updates from the road. Uh, he, he spends a lot of time in a in a van. Uh, in fact, he did this series. I think it was just not anywhere near a river. No uh, life life in a van. He's a big birder, okay. uh, but he's up in Maine right now doing some things. Anyway, he, he did a, a, a Q&A he does these Q and A's on YouTube and this latest one, he was talking about kind of some of the things that you're talking about in terms of just refiring himself up and reinvigorating and re-inspiring himself to go out and do, do, do because out of the doing comes other ideas for doing. Yes. Yep. 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 I also feel like if I go up there with a camera and I say, you know what? I need to take some portraits then it feels like everyone else up there has to, uh, I'm interrupting the flow. Your flow or their flow? Their flow. You know, mm. my family or whoever I'm up there with, it's like, oh, great. Now, well, we can't go do this because Billy's got to go take pictures or, you know what I mean? That, that, mm -hmm. it, that, that I'm in, that, that it feels presumptuous to me for me to get involved. I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong and I'm not trying to derail what you're trying to say. Um, yeah. It's just another thing that I thought about, but it, for him that that's how he, he does active trips like that. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's see, that's maybe the smart way to go. I don't know if it's the smart way to go because if, if it, if it's, I mean, I think it would be interesting for you to try it because it's so against the grain of what you normally do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, just to see how, just to see and even maybe document how you feel on the backside of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's, um, yeah. Like, uh, next week is the one time that, uh, my wife has time off of work basically. Um, this summer, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. Oh, I have, I have one last long weekend, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, this Labor Day, the coming Labor Day, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. And 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 there was talk of like, well, it's also my mother's birthday. So does my mother come down, or do we go up, or you know what I mean? It's like we're we're in this kind of place now, um, mm -hmm. trying to figure that out. And and you know, she wants to go out and and get away from it all. It's like, okay, I guess we're going back up to the place. 
place. That makes me feel like, oh, I guess I'm going back up and back to the house and going in the water again. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's something I've been it's something I've been thinking about. This whole restorative thing that's supposed to exist has never really worked for me. Uh, and everyone looks at me crazy. Is there anything that does restore you? Is there anything that does give you that feeling of, all right, I've shaken off the, 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 you know, I've blown the dust off sure. or whatever it is. Is, is there something that does that for you? Or do you spend, do you spend your life not able, not being able to achieve that, not being able to get to that point? I've never reliably been able to recreate it. Sometimes it happens really? when I travel distances you know, if I, if we, if we go away or something like that, that sometimes that works like going on a trip to England or whatever. Yeah. Um, sometimes it happens when I'm, you know, out with a friend like I was last week. Right. Um, but I've never, I've never found a thing that's like, nope, this is the thing that works. Um, wow. Yeah. Why do you have one of those? No, no, no. See, you don't have one either. I don't have one reliably, but I, I, what I do miss, I miss traveling. I do. And it's hard because we've got the dog and, you know, some of the places that we could or, or you know, uh, take him have closed down or, or, you know, it's changed owners and now the reviews are terrible. Or, yeah. You know, like there's, there's all, it's, yeah, if you it's guys hard. wanted to run away to Europe, it's, it's harder to do with the dog. It's hard. Yeah. Because I, I also don't want a stranger staying in my house. Why not? I just don't. What do you think they're going to do? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wear their shoes and I don't want them staying in my house. <laughs> so, I, yeah, it, it just it makes the idea of 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 an unknown energy in my space make me very uncomfortable. Yeah, you know there's there's you know I have some Canadian friends who have jobs in the government up there, you know, uh, municipal jobs of some kind. Mm -hmm. And they have all these crazy things where they can, for example, uh, swap jobs with somebody else for a year and then come back to their old job. Really? Yeah. Or wow. take a one year sabbatical every seven or eight years or something like where they just take a year off. I had instructors in college that did that. My, my uh, costume design professor, my set design professor, they would all take a sabbatical and, you know, go to Europe or whatever. And come. I don't, uh, was it a year? Yeah. Nancy Joe took a year. Um, and the idea there, I guess, and a friend of mine, yeah. Who's a, a CUNY professor here, uh, city university of New York, uh, took a year off to, you know, work on a, a comic, a graphic novel, comic book thing, mm -hmm. um, from his job. And I, I guess the whole problem maybe is that my whole life is basically a year of sabbatical. <laughs> right. Right. Like maybe I need to have a little more structure and that's my problem. My whole life is a year of sabbatical. Uh, yeah, there it is. Well, I mean, because the unstructuredness of it all. Yeah. Does it bother you that your life is as unstructured as it is? Uh, to no end. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, you know, I mean, we've joked about it, but it, it, it is, it is the most, I say this without sounding whiny. Um, maybe I can't. Uh, you know, this 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 point of getting to kind of have a bunch of free time and do ostensibly whatever you want is is kind of the brass ring, right? That's what what people want. That's it's 
you, you're basically is. retired. Yeah. Or at least yeah. have the freedom of retirement. Yes. Yeah. And, and then, but at that point, and I've, I've joked about this before, my, my, my life becomes like an open world game and I hate open world games because there are too many choices. I don't know. You know, I end up, I play this, this Red Dead Redemption and I end up just wandering around on the horse all day because I don't, I can't decide what I want to go do. Have you, you know, it's the, it's right, the same right. kind of thing, you know? Have you, have you ever thought to yourself, because ever since you and I have known each other, we've been living the same thing. Yes. The same lifestyle. Yeah. Has there ever been a part of you that says, you know what, I'm going to go get a structured job somewhere because God, I, need, I just need the structure. Yes. And in fact, that may happen this week. Really? Yeah. Well, burying the lead. Yeah. Just just a couple days a week, a few days a week, just to, to for the socialization of it, for the the getting out of my head, getting out of the house, getting getting just something. something. Right. You know, it doesn't affect anything in terms of what I want to do creatively. It doesn't affect how I'm able to do it. doesn't take time away. It's, it's just a forced, it's a forced break out of my head. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. And you have to go interface with other people and put their needs ahead of your anxieties and you have to go, you know, straighten things and, and put things away, like whatever it is. Yeah. Right. You, you need to, you need to be able to say, welcome to Walmart. <laughs> That is right. <laughs> Carts are to the left. <laughs> McDonald's is to the right. Thank you for coming. $2 sweatpants are in the back. Yeah. No, it, you know, it's, it's something that I've thought about for a long, long time. And I think you're right. I think that, that there is something about if, if nothing else, a social structure of having to yeah, be some, and, and maybe it's volunteering. Maybe it's, you know, we have some really fantastic places around here in, in D.C. It's something just to get me out of my head. Right. Sure. Yeah. So that I can come back and go, gosh, I've been thinking about this all day and I've got my little notepad. You yep. know, I'll, I'll, I carry my little notepad with me wherever I go or I've got the, the voice memos on the watch and I can go, hey, remind, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that for a lot of us, I think a lot of freelancers spend so much time trying to make their living trying to turn their hobby or their, their passion or their curiosity, whatever, you know, word we're using this week into a living, but it may not, it may not warrant being your living. It may not, right. you know, if you live in a small town and you want to be this, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Well, all, all, all I am saying is that there are other ways to, to energize and refresh to bring it full circle without having to go on vacation necessarily. Yes, totally. Yep. I also think that, you know, in, in talking to my buddy, you know, the things that he does, um, he's working on projects, he's applying for grants, he's doing things that aren't world huge. He's not trying to take over the world and be the absolute best. He's not trying to start a company that's going to be a billion dollar company. What right. he's trying to do is take advantage of opportunities, many of which are small to medium sized opportunities, just to keep moving the ball forward, mm, you know, mm -hmm. where, where it's not about knocking it out of the park. It's just like, no, just keep the ball moving. And, and sometimes that's what's necessary. And, and 
to 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 your point about having the to, to going somewhere else to come back it's almost like the thing you're talking about is is like almost a little vacation of work kind of right that, that, that anything you, yeah look the vacation for me doesn't have to be the caribbean or europe it can just be stopping the process that is relentless yes stopping that loop that never ever stops yes to just unless you turn put it something off for in a hot way. minute yeah you know, great. Let me go, you know, I don't know, sort pencils for two hours a day. I don't know. Whatever yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something something that, that your mind's not thinking about what you're trying to do. It's just thinking about what, it, what somebody else is asking it to do. And that's okay. Yes. And that's okay because it makes room for other things that I may want to do to enter because it's not stuck in the same. I'm not trying to figure out how to monetize T-shirts, you know, or I'm not trying to figure right. out how to. How to, how to, you know, do that hustle that I saw on Instagram where the people are making a million dollars because they're figuring out where the sweatpants came from for juicy couture or whatever. I don't know. Can you, uh, can you send me that link? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it is also interesting that I think that there are a lot of opportunities and I think you and I, even within our art, you and I both kind of see it. Well, we got to be in a gallery and we've got to go the traditional route and I have to work for these magazines and I have to do, you know, this kind of thing. Yeah. When the reality is that there's lots of people out there looking to help artists who are much less in that world, you know, foundations and science things that need people to make paintings about them and stuff. You know what I mean? Like there's, 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 and I think, I don't know if you and I discount those things or don't know they exist or don't care. I, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I don't know a lot of the stuff exists. Yes. And, and it's, you know, and it's also like, where do you, where do you go to find out about that kind of stuff? Right. It's almost like you and I are in the wrong, uh, we're in the wrong business to know. Yes. Uh, all of those things. But, the, you know, I think there's like a, doesn't some guy with lots of question marks on his suit make a book about <laughs> Well, what was that guy's name? Uh, Matt, uh, who was that guy? Matthew something. Yeah, the government's giving away free money. Yeah, oh, you have yeah. to do it. Yeah. Uh, what was that guy's name? He was always on like live with Matthew Regis Lesko. Ka- Matthew Lesko. That's who it is. <laughs> Deep cut. I found it. I found it on the interwebs. Oh, okay. I thought you just pulled that no, out. I was no, be like, no, 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 Jesus no. Jesus, what? American author known for his publications and infomercials for federal grant funding. Yeah, that's Written the over guy. 20 books instructing people how to get money from the United States government. Widely recognized. Now, the question is criticism. Here we go. <laughs> Critics claim Lesko is misleading in his advertisements. They claim no. most of the grants mentioned in Lesko's book were actually An public assistance programs. was misleading? Yeah. Most of them were public assistance programs that were uh, that many people were not eligible for, and Lesko misrepresented examples of people who had taken advantage of government programs. I mean, are you kidding me? This guy is a, such a son of a. I mean, <laughs> wow, such he's still an, doing it. Such an entrepreneur. He went and visited uh, Obama in the White House. There's a picture right on his Wikipedia page. Really? Yeah. Wow that that guy that's a blast from the past. He's 80 years old. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah. He used to be on like, you know, live with Regis and all that in the mornings. Yeah. 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 I didn't mean to just uh, de- derail us by that. <laughs> no, but I think that's a fantastic choice. But I think that sometimes we don't even realize the opportunities that are out there. And, yeah. and 
and I don't know if it's researching it or meeting different people. There's something, I feel like there, there are, I've always been scared of going that life, life is a cave. Um, (laughs) well, sometimes it feels like that. Like there's the, like there's the, there's the big road chamber through the mountain and then there's little side things that go off. And maybe those side things have gold at the end of them, but they might be just be a dead end that you walk 16 miles up and there's nothing. And I've always been scared of going up those things for fear of just wasting my time. But in some ways, by not going up any of them, I've already wasted my time. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the that's the that's the conundrum, right, is the yeah. time has already been wasted, whether you're thinking about I shouldn't you spend four hours talking yourself out of it, or you spend four hours just going and do it, you've already spent the four hours. Right. Do you tend for one of those? You know, I, my mom always told me that I should be an attorney because I can talk myself into and out of anything. (laughs) I can play both sides equally well. And that I've, that has been true throughout my life. I can talk myself into something. And then at the same time I can go, uh, you know what, actually that's a horrible idea. And here's why. Right, right, right. And make a convincing enough argument that I don't do anything. Right, 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 right. So I, I do tend to, I do end up tending to be paralyzed by my own indecision. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's it's, (sighs) indecision. I'm indecisive about being indecisive. Uh, are you indecisive? I don't know. I can't decide. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got I'm going to uh, remind me to tell you a story offline that one day I'll be able to tell you. Oh, check this out. I went and saw The Shark is Broken. Is that a band? What is that? I don't even know what that is. It is a play on Broadway written and and starring Ian Shaw, the son of Robert Shaw. It oh, is a really? it is a play about what happened backstage between the three leads of Jaws while sitting around on the boat waiting for Bruce to get fixed. Really? Oh, wow. Look at him. He's even got the the chops like his dad. Jeffrey, I swear to God, on stage, watching it in real time, because there's chunks of it where he's like reading a chunk of the Indianapolis speech. Yeah. You would think you were on set watching it happen. Really? It was... He's, He's Quint. Uncanny. Really? As as was the kid, uh, Alex Brightman, who played uh, Dreyfus. Mm. Uncanny. Like, the neuroticism and the, you know what I mean? Like, all the things about the, the Richard Dreyfus-y parts of Richard yeah, Dreyfus. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of that was so well done that it was, yeah, it was kind of freaky. Um, if you ever, I've never heard of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was in, apparently it was a big thing in London for a few uh, months. Oh, yeah, and they just 2021 West End. No kidding. And they just brought it to New York and it was, you would have sat there just kind of spellbound by like, oh my God, he is his father. And it's is interesting. It still playing? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, his father, um, you know, was half the thing he's, uh, Shaw's drinking, you know? Yeah. Oh, there's a bottle of booze here. There's a bottle of booze there. Give me another swig. We got nothing to do. Oh, let's drink. You know, there's lots of that. And it's obvious that the man is serious you know, really messed up alcoholic. And of course, Robert Shaw was 47 years old when he was Quentin Jaws. Was he really? He was younger than me. Wow. You know, he only lived to 52 or something or 51. 
I don't know much about how did he, did he did he die of alcoholism? Uh, heart attack, I think. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it was so good that it was. I don't know. It made me feel awkward. Like I left and I was like, this is almost in the, it's almost out of the uncanny Valley. Wow. You know, like it Does kept the whole thing take place in that little room on the boat. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like they built the boat on the stage, cutaway wow. version of the boat on the stage and ready for this in the front hold of the boat, which is kind of cut away is one of the original barrels, yellow barrels. Oh, wow. That's, I don't know how they got that. Not with two barrels on him. He won't. Yeah. Yeah. Not with two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like one of these things where if you've seen Jaws a thousand times and you watch this, you're like, oh my God, these guys are amazing. Wow. Yeah. Now, here's my question to you. Mm. If your father's Robert Shaw and you obviously have some issues with your father, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess write what you know, but at a certain point, you're kind of, you're kind of, you, if, if this is the big thing that you're doing in your life, this is a pretty obvious one, right? Like my father was this famous guy. Right, right. I'm going to make a thing about his most famous role. But where um, do you go next? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Would you worry about that if you were going to make it? I worry about it for him. Yeah. 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 Worry, worry. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, no, not to not to be a jerk, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is this thing like, OK, what's the follow up? Because because it's 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 almost like writing a hit first record. Right. right. But is that any reason not to do it? I don't think it's any reason not to do it, but <laughs> that's just reason for me not to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think the pressure, you know, what, what's the thing you've said it before that you have your whole life to write your first record and you got six months to write the second one. Yeah. 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 yeah you know, yeah, he's, yeah. he's had his whole life to think about this. And unless he can talk about another movie that his dad did that, you know, like, can you even name another Robert Shaw movie? Sure. Most people probably can't. Right, right, right. So right, right. The, 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 the question is like, where do you, where do you go from here? Or, or it, was, are, there a, are there a bunch of ideas in the tank that he has, but this one, because it's so part of pop culture, this was the obvious first choice to get the name going and to get the recognition going so that he can get funding or, or interest in those other projects that he's already got queued up. Who knows? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he actually might be the age his father was. How old is he now? He's 53. He's older than his father he's ever was. He's older than his father was when he died. Wow. Wow. And apparently there's a big part of this that he sort of, uh, that, that, that working on this project was a way for him to sort of deal with his relationship with his father, mm -hmm. which I thought kind of interesting. Um. How do you feel about the, as you get closer to the age your father was, do you think it'll be an issue when you, when you get to that? Cause I don't know how to feel about it right now. When, when I beat it. <laughs> yeah. How old is your father yeah. when he died? He was, uh, 72. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you, 72. you get a few more years, uh, ahead of you. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm what I'm 13 years, uh, yeah. away. Um, I don't know. I guess, I mean, we're going to have to, we're going to find that out when we get there, but, uh, it is definitely something I think about a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote, I wrote, uh, to my friend, uh, uh, the other day, uh, she was, she was, I, I was saying how I, I don't, um, I don't like just being up there. I mean, it's nice for a couple of days, but I can't stay up there too long. Cause I get a little crazy and, 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 
she said, well, you know, you need to just sit and be inside your head. And I said, the last thing I want to be is be inside my head. <laughs> Honey, do you know me? <laughs> that's, that's where I live inside my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. She said, be, be, uh, be active, but also be present in oneself. And I said, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm very present in myself. I'm just disappointed. And, you know, it's like, wait, why are you disappointed? And it's like, I feel like I've totally squandered my life and my potential so far. The thing is, I don't know that I think I'll ever not feel that way. Hmm. Maybe I need to feel that way in order to have a light underneath me, you know? I, yeah, I mean, I can play the other side of that because I, I do feel like the last, especially the last, well, 20 years. Yeah. You know, since I, because I went freelance, officially I went freelance like 20 years ago. And because it was, you know, yeah, 2004. Um, but I feel like in many ways, I have absolutely squandered the bulk of that time. Even though you were dying to get that kind of freedom, right? You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that was what you were going for the whole time, right? Mm -hmm. And here you have it and you feel like you're not using it. Correct. Is that anybody else's? Because I, I don't feel like I've earned it. Yeah. Okay. All right. It was it was a series of events that it was it happened it happened the way it happened. Yep. But it didn't happen because I it didn't happen on the back of of a lengthy professional career of doing great work and saving and getting to this point and, and after 25 years you you know you hit your pension time and now Correct. you can Yeah. Correct. It happened, it started happening in 2009. Right. And then it happened again in 2013. And I don't feel like I've earned it. I don't feel like I've earned the time, which is why I keep trying to fill the time with something, because I still feel like I have to earn the time that I now find myself having an abundance of. Yeah, there was a there was a article in the New York Times this weekend where a guy quite put a question in. Was it this weekend? Anyway, there was a thing in the New York Times where the guy said, um, "I've been married for ten years. I've been together for fifteen years with my wife. She's a doctor. She works really hard, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. When we met, I told her I was a consultant, and she's never really asked questions about it. But what I haven't told her is that I have a trust fund that makes me twenty five thousand dollars a month. Yeah. That I've yeah. never worked, I've never had to work, and I've never told my wife, should I tell her? Of course you should. Yeah. He's just like, I, I, I've told her in as many words, like, it's okay, we're secure, like, you don't need to work if you don't have to. But, you know, she's, he says, I'm on a boards of, you know, whatever for different places and things, and it's not like I do nothing, but I don't need to work, and I never have worked. Yeah. And I just, that is just such a crazy, you think he, he should tell her. Absolutely. What if she says, but, but oh my I'm God, you've been lying person, to me for 15 years. Well, yeah, there's, there's that. But I mean, chances are she's going to find out at some point, right? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm the worst person in the world. I can't keep secrets and I can't like, I, it, it just... You know, so Adrian sent me something. It was a comic or a meme or something that said this. She's like, this is so you. And it was like, 
you know, this guy is so indecisive and, and, and tells his wife so much that if he ever cheated on her, she'd have to pick out the outfit for him. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Like, you know, I, I just, I wouldn't be able to keep that secret. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like in some ways you and I, I mean, you know, speak for myself, but like I make a living but I could have another job if I really wanted one. Yes. I have, t- I have time to do other things if I really wanted to. Yes. Um, and it's not the money. It's not the money. It's, it's the effort. It's, it's the intention. It's, it's the earning it. It's the, it's the putting in a day's work for, you know, earning the, your time here. That, that's, yes. the, 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 the honor, the what? What's the word? I don't know. I don't know. I, I know we're, we're circling the same thing. Yeah. But it's it's the it's the that whatever somebody whoever's yelling at their speakers right now saying it's this you idiots it's this yeah, yeah that's you're right just that's yell a little louder we'll hear you <laughs> that's, that's, leave us a voicemail what's the number what's the number uh, oh I'll pull it up sorry go yeah. ahead uh, but yeah it's it's that that idea of you know um, using effort to to justify or, or earn your place here. Years ago, uh, I went to a friend's parents' house and, uh, uh, we got there and, uh, my dad was like, uh, all right, come with me. Oh, okay. I go with him and he hands me a pair of gloves and there's this big pile of wood. And he's like, cut this up, come in when you're done. <laughs> and that was like, hi, welcome. You know, I, and I kinda, that was I kind of like that. I do. And I was out there for, I don't know, a couple hours just chopping wood. And I went in and Bill. It felt so good. It felt so good. You were part of the, you were part of the crew. Yes. Yes. You know, it was, it was the best steak I had eaten or whatever it was because I had earned my place at that table. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And that's what I'm missing. That's what I feel like I'm not doing now. I don't feel like I'm earning my place at the table. That's a very difficult thing to fix. Yes. Well, no, no, no. Uh, let me rephrase that. It can be. It's an easy thing to fix. If you really wanted to, you can go get a job at McDonald's and, you know, just work tons of hours and you'll get a paycheck that'll be unsatisfying and you'll just live with it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. there's an argument to be made there, right? Sure. Um, it's, it's, it's the mental part of it. It's balancing that. Because that... I don't want to just do anything. I want to bring to bear something I, I want to be of service somehow yeah. and it's not just turning the fryer on and off right yes 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 but you have no answer for that it changes so nothing concrete but the wanting is there the longing is there to do something about it you think the longing ever goes away uh it hasn't so far we've gotten some good emails in the last week Yes. And voicemails and things from people. Yes. Very complimentary, very, oh my God, you guys are in my own, he- in my head kind of things. I don't think I, we're the only ones. No, I think that, I think that is one of the things that has always rung true about this show is we're talking about and trying to work through the things that other people are talking about and trying to work through. Yes. We're not coming out of left field, even though it might sound like we're coming out of left field. Yeah, or right field or who knows where, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even know which field I'm coming out of. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I'm so lost. I don't even know what. Field no, sometimes I, mean. I feel like I am a car with my foot on the gas in mud kind of turning around, but I don't know which way to go to get out of the mud. You know, like I, ah, like there's str- momentum there. You just don't know which way to apply. That yeah. Momentum. Cause yeah. it could be that there's just more mud over there. I, you know, it's like, there's so much mud on the windshield. I can't see which way I'm going. Yeah. I don't know how to get out of the mud. Um, so many other people are, are stuck in so many other ways. Mm-hmm. I don't, I guess it's, so many people are, are having very successful lives and still feel the way we feel. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's I don't think it goes away because you reach a certain uh level of, of prestige or, or monetary freedom or whatever. I, I think that there that some of this stuff is 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 core to being human and being yeah. curious or sensitive or or angry or concerned or it's just a byproduct of being human. And I I don't, yeah, I was saying this to a youngster the other day, college friend of mine and just sort of the, you know, (laughs) no one has it figured out. Nobody, nobody, you know, you, you think that, Oh, now you're an adult and you're out of college and you got a job or whatever it is. And like, Oh, here we are. We figured it out. All this insecurity and frustration that I feel all the time, it's going to dissipate because now I'm on solid footing and that solid footing never really comes. Um, at least in my estimation. And I think even the people who claim to have solid footing are lying to them, not lying to themselves, but they just don't want to admit it. Cause it's, cause it's a scary thing to admit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I wish that, um, I wish there was an easier way to short circuit this. It's sort of, um, you know, I get those migraines, you know, the migraines. Mm-hmm. I get. And there's a famous way I take these triptan drugs, whatever. Um, but famously or infamously, if you've ever watched house, um, for some strange reason, LSD short circuits migraines. Um, hmm. If you take LSD when you have a migraine, you'll trip, but you'll also clear up your yeah. migraine. Um, I, I heard somewhere that salt water, for certain kinds of headaches, salt water. Salt water? Yeah, because it's about it'll, the- It'll kill the, you. That gets rid of your headache so, too. <laughs> something about the the brain barrier and- Oh, the blood uh, brain barrier? Something like that. And it just, I, I don't remember what. Okay. I don't, 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 don't start drinking saltwater kids. Cause I don't remember what it was about, but I know there was some, something was saltwater in there. Uh, if a migraine attack is due to electrolyte imbalance caused by dehydration, adding a little salt or sugar to water will help it. If you catch it in time, there it is roughly the same as first intervention. Most of us receive it in ER salt treatments for migraines. There you, there you uh, go. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, but it's, 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 I wish there was a, I wish there was an LSD for indecision. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I mean, even a little micro dose of that yeah. every now and again would be helpful. All right. So it's, it's, it's August 23rd, 2023 right now. Yes. Ooh, look at that. August 23, 23, 
It's zero eight twenty three twenty three. Um, what are you going to do to change your life in the next week? Where are you asking them, or are you asking me? I'm asking you because they can't answer. <laughs> I mean, I guess they. Can. <laughs> we could we could uh, wait till this comes out and continue yeah, recording when we get the answers. Show is from... seventy two hours long because Bill was waiting for a response. Yeah. From... <laughs> Just silence. What am I going to do to change? Does that my does that life? kind of active action help you? Does that sort of does does would would me or you putting pressure on each other help? Uh, I think I think an accountability yeah. buddy system it, it can be helpful, but I mean you have to. I think there has to be a direction first. You know, I mean, I think I think accountability buddies are great if you go, OK, for the next week, I'm going to do this. Right. But if you can't decide what this is, but if you can't decide what that is, then how are you help? Like, there's nothing to be accountable to. Yet. Yeah, this is this is the problem. A friend of mine yesterday uh, uh, who I was riding back with said. Um, I said, my problem isn't that I I'm not consistent or don't want to work or don't have the gumption to do stuff. It's that I just have an impossible time deciding what to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, g- give me something to do and I'll do it. If if it's working out, let me have one session with the trainer to learn what I'm supposed to do. And I can consistently do that. You know, that's never been my problem. Um, see numerous daily projects I've done for years. Yeah. Applying yourself is not your weakness. No. Um, deciding what it is to do is my problem. And he yeah. said... A guy once uh, I know once said to me, if you can't figure out a goal for yourself, then you're already doing what you want to do. Wait, say that again? That basically if, if, if you can't figure out what you want to change or how, you know, what you want to do next, then you're already doing what you want to do. See, I don't even understand that. Because yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing what I want to do. I'm, I'm not able to figure out what I want to do. Yeah, but you know, I guess so. Is not being able to figure out what I want to do what I really want to do? Well, I think that maybe <laughs> the, the argument might be that um, because you can't figure it out, it means you can't overcome the fear of whatever it is you really want to do, and so therefore, until you overcome that fear, you're never going to be able to do that. Like that, that it's not that that there there is some there may be some barrier there, but it's but it's all your body can do right now or your mind can do right now. I don't know if I believe it. Hmm. It's a, it feels a little Tony Robbins-y. A little, a little thin. Yeah. Yeah. My friend uh, once worked for Tony Robbins, was in his house, and he made Wait, a, this this same person that you wrote No, a different friend. Oh. And apparently Tony Robbins made a giant salad in like a giant salad bowl for 12 people and then sat down on the couch and just ate the salad. Well, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's like... You and me put together, I think. Yeah, he's a big guy. In height alone. Yeah, he's like, what is he, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, <laughs> something like that? Guy. He's yeah. a big guy. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe I need a whiteboard. Uh, I, I, need to start write, I need to start writing down. Do you find that you, useful? Uh, I have, well, not necessarily a whiteboard. I do have a whiteboard, but I have little scraps of paper all over the place. Yeah. And it's been that way. F- 337 notebooks, but he writes on scraps of paper. I know that's really, that, that, that there is, that's the truth. I have, I have, a, I have a big box of dozens of unopened 
packages of field notes journals that I can't bring myself to sully. But yeah, I've got little random scraps of paper every the back of gas station receipts, uh, you know, envelopes that built just stupid, 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 stupid things. Sure. I think I'm going to start using my little IBM ThinkPad. Yeah. When I did work for IBM, somebody gave me a pad that says Think on the cover, which is the origin of the ThinkPad laptop. Yeah. Um, they I made keep them wanting to get an iPad, like a mini. That, that seems to be like the perfect thing of like you can draw, you can write, you can still surf. You, it's small. What would you do with it, though? That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I could do all kinds of things. What would I do with it? You know, the other day, just on a lark, I bought a NanoLeaf Essential Smart Bulb. Okay, that's a. I, I don't know what that it's is. It's a smart light bulb, you know, like one of these ones. Oh, okay, that you like can, one of the the yeah, you the can, hue, can yeah, hue? yeah, that kind of thing. You can control it from your from your phone and tell it what color to be and how bright and whatever. Okay, yeah, I've got some of the Govi bulbs, and then I put it in, and then I played with it for fifteen minutes, and I go, oh, "Frick, do I need this for?" Yeah, and I unscrewed it and I put it back in its box, and I'm gonna give it to somebody or send it back or something. There's so many I, things. It's like I, I think that something is going to be fixed by. I'm definitely over the I'm going to buy something and that's going to fix it phase of my life, mm. especially when it comes to technology. It's like I want less technology. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I know that's yeah. not going to work. No, but that's a that's an interesting topic. I mean, I think that would be. Wait, didn't we write down something we were. Oh yeah, you know what I have written down here? Now we'll have to do it next time because it's a it's a big one. Making in quotes. Making no longer feels special. Oh Bill. right. Can we tackle that next time? Oh yeah, we totally can. I think that's that's big. Sorry, I went off on a tangent today. I was just No, don't be sorry at all. <laughs> See episodes one through three thirty four. I think as a as an appetizer to that topic. Yeah. I think you, it doesn't matter. Maybe you have to get over the idea that it was ever special to begin with. Oh. As much as I don't like that answer, that that's the short circuit answer, right? That's the. Yeah. All right. Let's well, let's yeah, get out. Did, let's get you know both bulls horns. You know, let's cut the baby. You know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Why does why does uh, you know using this thing to make that make you special to begin with? Right. You know, yeah. you can go downstairs. You make forty six paintings in the course of four hundred and seventy three days. <laughs> I'm quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, and 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 I think that there's something about being somebody who makes things where we do that as a way to elevate ourselves. Yeah. It's almost, a, it's become its own little fetish. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, there's yeah, a lot I like there. that. Yeah. There's a lot there. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's just scrap this whole thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Start to take two <laughs> and three, two, yeah. Hey, Jeffrey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> hey there. Yeah, I think that's a good one. That's a good one. Because, I mean, it... it yeah, okay. I'm, I'm Maybe it would be it. easier if that was the case. Yeah. Maybe the problem is, is that we just put too much pressure on ourselves. Well, was... Okay. Until recently, was... 
was making any like a, was a blacksmith an artist like if you're a if you're a blacksmith in Brooklyn now sure you're an artist yeah. if you were a blacksmith in I don't know 1860 Leeds or Manchester oh, sure, or like yeah. you know whatever you were the guy that fixed the thing or or you know in in Wyoming you know you weren't an artist you weren't you you were the guy that fixed the wagon because you could you know but didn't you also but didn't you probably want to still be the best in the area so that more people came to you yeah maybe but i think you know there there could also have been you know the west was vast so wherever you were you were the only one in the area right you know when you're traveling by covered wagon even 5 miles that that's a journey right and, so if you if you yeah. were there you were the one that did the the job I mean, you wanted to cut that wood well. Sure. To to prove that you were a productive member of the group. Okay, there. But there it is. A productive member of the group is 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 you know a valuable tool, right? It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a hammer that works consistently. At some point, we 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 gold leafed the hammer and and you know, made it out of rosewood handles. And like, at some point, the tool became something other than just the tool. Yes. Yep. I think so. But but here's the thing. Making stuff still does feel special to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, but. It's kind of magical. But I think there was it, nothing there it, and then there's something there. And now there's something there. But but it doesn't mean that you are inherently special for having done it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. But do I need to be special? <laughs> well, uh, tune in next time. Oh, cliffhanger. <laughs> I think that's a good one. Jeffrey, I think I, I want to be special. I need to. I think I want to be special. How do I be special? special yeah there we go yeah nine two nine three nine zero nineteen sixteen are you sure that's our number and not tom's number uh no tom's number is wait for it <laughs> just kidding tom <sighs> yeah good leave us a voicemail we love the we love the voicemail and we love pod- getting podcast at on taking pictures.com uh, send us, send us a, send us a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like getting the, the, the emails and phone calls. Love them. Justice They've always called been in the other day. That was good too. Yeah. They have always, always, always been good. Yeah. It makes us feel good. Yeah. Um, and you know, tell your friends, um, God, I'm going to be thinking about this stuff all day long now. Now I'm going to get yeah. anything done. Well, that's all right. Is Go it? up on the roof and, and think about it for a little bit. Yes. Give yourself that. Give yourself that little bit of time to go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to entertain this for a half hour or an hour, and then I'm going to go do something else. So then at least you, you've given it some space, you've given it some time, Yeah. but it doesn't, it doesn't become overwhelming. I've gotten a, uh, um, no, no, that's a good idea. I actually had a little bit of a, I was working on my, I'm writing a third rom-com script currently and, and I was on the train yesterday and it was flowing a little bit and i was like oh this feels good i like that feeling like when you get on a tear creating something you're like 
when you start to write something like this, yep. do you, does the, does the, the, the germination point, does it come from a conversation or a situation that is personal to you? Or are you imagining something that you might want to say or do like what's is is there a common when writing thread? dialogue or yes or, yeah like well just an idea for for like you said you started writing a new rom-com so yeah is is the idea of this thing something that's are any rom-coms really new yeah. Um, <laughs> boy gets girl boy loses girl yeah, boy, yeah whatever um i uh this one is by far the most personal to me hmm it, if only because the topics I one of the people is a portrait photographer who's disillusioned by his career. So it just so happens that that sounds familiar. Yeah. It just so happens that that lines up with, with my reality. Um, But they say, you know, write what you know. And so I'm writing what I know, but um, I don't, uh, yeah, it doesn't, for me, the other two came out of one came out of a dream the other one came out of a, oh, that's a neat idea. And I wrote it down and then it kind of fleshed out. This one I actually wrote a full sort of five-page treatment for before I started writing the dialogue. But sometimes when I'm writing dialogue, I don't write linearly. I'll just find like, oh, right, there's got to be a scene between her and this guy and they got to break up. So mm, what if he says to her, blah, 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 and I'll just start writing. It might even be in the middle of the scene that I start you know, mm. oh, this mm-hmm. is a good line for her to say to him. And then I can backfill before that or I can keep going. And sometimes it's just two or three line back and forth that I know might be the kernel of the scene. And I can fill in how you get there and how you get out of it. Um, I have a very. I'm also trying to to write dialogue without thinking about it so much, just letting my brain have a conversation with itself. You know, you know, when uh, you listen to an Elvis Costello song, especially later out Elvis Costello songs, and you're like, what the frick are these lyrics about? Right. Like, it's just it's just image nonsense. You know what I mean? It's just like sort of stews of words that conjugate imagery. Right. Um, and sometimes when people are talking. As you've heard for the last hour here, you have a hard time finding the words to, to, to put towards it. It might not be exactly what you want to say, but it is. It's getting you there. So sometimes in dialogue, it's actually interesting to have people not know what they themselves are trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of um, of the way Tarantino writes. Where sure. He, he, he will, he will kind of start a character, but then he'll, he has said that he lets the character write the dialogue, not him, which is kind of, it sounds like kind of what you're saying, where you're, you're, you're putting yourself, not what would I say as Bill, but what would Sam say as Sam kind of thing? Sometimes it's what would I say as Bill as each of these characters? Mm. You know what I mean? So sometimes it actually is me sort of having conversations with myself and I'm playing both roles. I'm, I'm playing the guy getting dumped and the woman dumping him. Mm. Um, it's like playing chess with yourself. You know, it's like I'm going to sit on this side of the board and I'm going to make a move and I'm going to go to the other side of the board and act like I didn't just make that move. Um, anyway, it's fun, but it was, it was, I was on the train and I was just sitting there and I was like, this is, this feels good. I was listening to my rain sounds recording. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, Hey, do, do, have we ever done Ed Templeton as a photographer? I don't think so. 
I was watching a, a, a thing about Rodney Mullins. A bunch of clips strung together of him talking. He's a smart guy. Rodney I, Mullen, I like him. the skater. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Uh, anyway, so it got me thinking about skateboard stuff, and I was just looking up more about him, and Ed Templeton came up, and I thought that might be an interesting one. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Can we? Uh, no. Yeah, we'll do him. We'll do. We'll do someone what, else. What do you got? What else you got? No, I was. I was gonna. I was gonna think of somebody else. Like if we were gonna do. Uh, uh, if we were going to do skateboard photography, uh, you also have Glenn Glenn Friedman, mm-hmm. who is like was there when it all started. Um, yeah. Apparently, yeah. These guys were were hanging out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, but uh, let's let's do your guy, Ed Templeton. Okay, Ed Templeton. It's Ed hyphen Templeton dot com. Uh, man, he's he's got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Were you ever part of a crew where you were in early in something? No. Yeah. No. I mean, well, okay, not a crew, but I mean, you know, like you, building computers. Sure. I, mean, I feel like that was kind of you know we were on that. Because hardware got to a point where it was inexpensive enough and you would go to the computer fairs and, you know, get a CPU and get your drives and, mem- and all that kind of stuff. That, maybe that. Yeah. Maybe that. But I mean, I guess the version of that would be, oh, I am in the group of people who are competing to, um, I don't know, overclock these things. You know what I mean? Like that that right. sort of situation. Right. I was never part of a you know, a thing like a regular thing. Although we did have a group of us that would, that would do like a little land party every now and again, but I mean, land parties. (laughs) I was never a big gamer, but I know of land parties. Yeah. It's a thing. For for those of you who are listening, who don't know what that means. It was when you would, you would drag your computer to a specific location and connect them all via cables. Yep. uh, And, and play multiplayer games. Yeah. First thing you need to do is get friends. Well, yeah. So that was always the hardest. I never had friends. Yeah. I used to make bumper stickers at music school that said MIDI is for people with no friends. (laughs) That's funny. It did not endear me to all my. No, no, I don't imagine it would. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last thing. Uh, 929-390-1916. Give us a call. Podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Go uh, follow Jeffrey wherever he still has an account. <laughs> Did you get rid of your ex account? Uh, it's it's dying a slow death. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the like problem the is how do you how do you get your word out now without the X? Well, okay. This is the thing, right? Is is it, it was getting out to so few people anyway. I get much more traction organically on Substack than I ever did on Twitter purposefully. Okay. So follow me on Substack. That's where I post everything that, that I'm, you know, thinking about. Um, I won't bombard your email box. I promise. And still, still on Instagram. Um, you know, I don't know where you would go for photo stuff or visual stuff really that everybody's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You're still on Instagram, but you're not making stories or reels. So who cares? No. Yeah. That doesn't get pushed out to anybody anyway. And then follow Bill, what's your next, uh, your next YouTube thing? Um, I guess Thursday, we didn't do one last week cause I was away and she was busy, but, uh, yeah, I will put a, uh, I will put a link in the show notes to Sandy and I's thing. Speaking of seeing. Yeah. 
Um, I sent you a link to uh, to Milner's latest thing too. Ah, yes, I found it, and I will yeah. put it on the. I will put it in the show notes. Cool. Uh, anything else? Nope. I think that's it. Right. We'll, Thank uh, you, as always. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you a bunch. We very much do. Yeah. We'll talk to you the next week. Say